Hello, my virtual friends. Father Dyer here. What follows is a homily I gave on August 18th, 2019 at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church in Clarendon on the 20th Sunday of Ordinary Time. We heard in the gospel that the Lord has come to set the world on fire and how he wished it were already blazing. My friends, the Lord desires to set us all on fire. seems to be a very timely message as we're preparing here in our diocese to, uh, well, to open up the doors a little bit, uh, allowing some, uh, already in some parishes, um, access to the most blessed sacrament. We're going to be encountering perhaps each other in ways um, well, we haven't for uh, some time, and the Lord desires these encounters to be one centered on Him, uh, literally on fire. So I encourage you, before you listen to the podcast, please just pause for a moment and go and read the readings for the 20th Sunday of Ordinary Time. That first reading was from Jeremiah chapter 38, uh, verses 4, 5, and 6, and then we skipped a little to 7, or excuse me, skipped Verse 7, and we have 8, 9, and 10. So Jeremiah 38. Uh, Psalm 40 was sung uh, where we says the Lord uh, has come to our aid. That second reading came from Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 4, where we spoke about needing to get rid uh, in ourselves of every burden and every sin, that we must persevere in running the race. And finally, the gospel Uh, comes from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. So at the very least, uh, read the gospel, Luke 12, 49, 53. I'll see you on the other side. God bless you. Jesus says, I have come to set the earth on fire. How I wish it were already blazing. Such a beautiful line in Holy Scripture. The Lord wants the, uh, his people to be on fire. You know, as I was preparing for this homily, I was looking at the Magnificat, as I often do, this great little periodical. And they, before the Sunday, um, Readings and whatnot, they, and the prayers, there's awful, there always is a little reflection, and it oftentimes has quotes from uh, the Holy Father, especially uh, Pope Benedict, it seems. Pope Benedict had a great quote, and I started digging deeper into uh, where this came from, and I'm going to, uh, well, I'm going to quote him a lot tonight, because Pope Benedict uh, had some great things to say about this uh, earth on fire. He said, when Jesus talks about fire... He means his own passion, which was a passion of love and was therefore a fire. Jesus said in today's gospel, he was speaking of his passion. He said, a baptism, in other words, his passion which, with which I must be baptized and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. My friends, the Lord desired greatly to endure pain and suffering, to endure the cross because he was on fire in love with you and in love with me. The Holy Father says Jesus' passion, his fire of his love is the new burning bush which burns and is not consumed. A fire that is to be handed on. Jesus does not come to make us comfortable. I quote this a lot 
Pope Benedict says that we are not made for comfort. We are made for greatness. Jesus does not come to make us comfortable. Rather, he sets fire to the earth. He brings the great living fire of divine love, the Holy Spirit, a fire that burns. And then he quotes, interestingly, Origen. He says, whoever comes close to me comes close to the fire. Whoever comes close to him, to the Holy Spirit, accordingly must be prepared to be burned. These are difficult words from our Holy Father, quoting Origen. He says, Jesus never said our lives, our spiritual lives even would be easy. But he did promise to be there along the way. He promised, in fact, that he would be with us always to the end of the earth. He promised to help us carry our burdens. And so beautiful, in this opening prayer of the Mass, the Collect, he says he's prepared good things which no one can see for those who love him. These supernatural realities that we cannot see, but this great grace that we do receive uh, when we love him. He's promised to fill our hearts with the warmth of his love, to fill our hearts with the fire of the Holy Spirit when we love him. And when we love him above all things and in all things, we obtain his promise. A promise which he says surpasses all human desire. We obtain eternal life we obtain true and everlasting peace and joy. My friends, a spiritual journey, our life in fact can be difficult, but we ought to have great comfort knowing that we are not on this journey alone. Benedict speaks of the fire, he speaks of this passion the Lord endured, he speaks of his love for us, and he says it burns. Yet this is not a destructive fire, but one that makes things bright and pure and free and grand. These are beautiful and comforting words. He says being a Christian is daring to entrust oneself to this burning fire. Pope Benedict continues, he says, Christ is the one who brings peace. Christ brings peace, my friends, but the peace that Christ brings is not an avoidance of pain. Not an avoidance of pain or avoiding conflicts. Conflicts that truth brings with it. If the church, he says, simply aims to avoid conflict, then her real message can no longer make any impact. We could very easily list some contemporary issues, and we see that when the church uh, avoids conflict, she is of no help to uh, society in general. This message, he says, is in fact there precisely in order to conflict with our behavior, to tear man out of his life of lies and to bring clarity and truth. Truth, though, does not come cheap, he says. It makes demands, and it also burns. Truth, my friends, can burn. This, my friends, is what Jesus is getting at when he says, when he said and that he has not come to establish peace, but rather division. Such shocking words from our Lord, who often speaks of peace. But he says in today's gospel that he did not come to establish peace, but division. He has come, in fact, to divide households, father from son, son from father, mother from daughter, and daughter against mother, perhaps the only part we can probably relate to is daughter-in-law from mother-in-law. Anyway, that's a whole nother homily. <laughs> the Lord has come to bring truth, truth sometimes that burns. 
And Jeremiah in that first reading was punished by the world for speaking the truth. Read the story of Jeremiah. He is called, in fact, the weeping prophet because of all the difficulties he had to, well, that he encountered while he was told, go prophesy that Jerusalem is going to fall. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed and taken over. We should expect the same from the world when we speak the truth. Jeremiah resisted, of course. He resisted at first. He resisted his call. He said that he was too young. He said, perhaps, well, I'm not smart enough. There are so many lies. So many lies, so many deceptions, so many excuses. But as, as we see in the life of Jeremiah, the Lord blessed him, and he become, became a great prophet. The Lord also wants to use us as instruments of his grace. He wants to use us to set the world on fire. And so like Jeremiah, we turn to a God of love and mercy. And like the psalmist, we cry out, we beautifully sing, Lord, come to my aid. And we pray. We pray like Paul in the letter to the Hebrews, knowing that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. We have been celebrating these past a couple of weeks some wonderful saints, these great martyrs of the church. Martyr, of course, means witness. And we pray that we will rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord. You know, we've been speaking a lot about persevering in the faith. We've been speaking a lot about persevering in prayer. And last week we were told to be prepared, to literally gird our loins and light our lamps, to be vigilant. Well, this message continues this week, this message of being vigilant. How will we help the Lord set the earth on fire? And are we prepared to be burned? Are we prepared to pay the cost of discipleship? How will we help the Lord set the earth on fire? Perhaps first by allowing him to set us on fire. To set us on fire. You know, there's a, um, I used to live with Father Jaffe also back in, um, at Blessed Sacrament. He was telling me this story one day. He was, we were sitting around um, the fire pit and uh, he was telling me the story about uh, this man that had taken, uh, well, he's sitting there with his friend, and his friend had told him that, uh, well, he kind of left the church. He uh, doesn't have time for religion anymore. And as they're having this conversation, the man took a hot coal out of the fire and placed it on the side, placed it away from the flame. And this man is watching this, and he's like, why did you do that? And he kind of ignored his question. They were talking about his family. They are talking about work. They, uh, you know, and then he said, no, really, why is that coal over there off to the side? He kind of, again, ignored the question. They talked some more. I'm sure they talked about sports, the Redskins, the Nationals, whatever it was at the time. And then finally, he asked again, no, tell me, why is that cold? It's going out. It's starting to get cool. It's no longer glowing hot. It's black now. It's dying. And he says, well, this is what happens when we take ourselves away from grace. This is what we, happens when we take ourselves away from the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is what happens when we take ourselves away from the church. We begin to die. We're no longer on fire in the Holy Spirit that we received so long ago from baptism, strengthened our confirmation, renewed every time we receive our Lord in Holy Communion in intimate prayer. We stop to be on fire. 
But look what happens when I place that cold coal back in the fire, immediately it starts to pop. And it gets hot again, inflamed by the fire of God's love. This is all about our spiritual journey, my friends. And so as we prepare to receive the Holy Eucharist, as we prepare to receive the most blessed sacrament, we're reminded perhaps of last week's gospel. It began by Jesus saying to us, do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. The Father is literally determined to give us the kingdom. And so we too ought to be determined to bring the same kingdom to another. And we should have peace. We should really have peace along this journey, true peace. We should have an undivided heart and mind. And we should have confidence. We should have humble confidence that the Lord can and does use us as an instrument of grace. And may God be praised. Amen.